Hey gals, welcome back to Working Gals Guide. Today's part two with Jesse Milagros, part one being last week. So if you haven't listened to part one, please go back and do so. It was such a fun episode and I know if you listened, you probably loved it. So last week, Jessica spilled all about her work in marketing and how she worked for a marketing agency and why she ultimately left that marketing agency and her full-time job to pursue modeling full-time. Super interesting story and a very exciting journey, I must say, and very inspirational as well to anyone who maybe is thinking of doing some sort of career change. Also, if you aren't sure, and I should have said this before, but Jessica Milagros is um, a former house guest on the show Big Brother USA. So if you know me, you know I love reality TV, everything from Big Brother to Real Housewives, Vanderpump Rules, Amazing Race, Survivor. I love all of it so, so much. So having Jessica on was a really fun experience for me, just getting to chat with someone I've seen on TV before and honestly really loved as a player in Big Brother. So with that being said, today in part two, we focus a lot more about Jessica's Big Brother experience, which is also one that was super exciting, you know, to see her on TV and now to hear about it from her in person was awesome. So in terms of what we cover today in part two, it's a lot about Jessica's experience in Big Brother, living in the house, what prepping for Big Brother was like as well, what life after Big Brother was like as well. She also spills some details that someone who's never been on reality TV or on a game show probably wouldn't know. I'm not going to spoil any of that. I'll let you listen to figure that one out. Is well, we do chat about this season um, because if you are a Big Brother watcher, you probably know that currently All Stars is the season that is playing on TV. So we chat a bit about the players, what's going on. She spills some of her opinions on who the final couple uh, guests are going to be and maybe who's going to win as well. And I give my opinions too. It was a super insightful interview and a fun one to do for sure. If you are loving the episodes, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Ratings mean literally everything. So I would love five stars and a written review if you have the time. As well, follow us on Instagram at Working Gals Guide. We give updates on upcoming episodes and guests, and I post a bit about the background of our guests as well. And in between the actual episodes being released, I post a lot of memes and kind of funny things about work life. And yeah, just go ahead and give it a follow if you are interested. All right, without further ado, here is today's wonderful episode with Jessica Milagros. So coming into the house, did you feel like there was some preconceived notions that people had about you as you entered in at first glance? Or did you feel like people were super open about it? And I'm talking audience, but then also house guests. Do you feel like it was very much a process that you went through where people were super open about you and then let you tell your story? Or did they have these kind of stereotypical thoughts in their head as they met you? Uh, Well, yeah, absolutely. Coming into the into the house is um, first and foremost. It's it's just a surreal experience, right? When you come in, you're getting to know these people, and at the same time, I think one of the things that people constantly do when coming into the house is immediately find someone that they connect with, you know? And so that can be on any level. It could be on the fact that they're a woman, they're a man, you know, they, 
you know, they can um, work out at the gym together. They're of similar backgrounds, you know, all of these different things. And for me coming in, it was very hard for me to connect with anybody on any level, um, mainly because I was, you know, A, the only um, Latina of culture that was actually in tune with their, you know, in with their culture, like English is my second language. And so it was hard for me to culturally identify with any of them. A, B, um, with women, it was hard for me to connect because I was the biggest out of all of them. So it wasn't like, hey, let's, let's, a lot of the girls were just kind of like, oh, can I borrow this shirt? Oh, this is such cute pants. Like, let's, you know, switch dresses. And they were able to kind of connect on on that type of level um, where I couldn't, I couldn't do that as well because I was the biggest, you know, I was the biggest girl. I was also the oldest girl, even though none of them knew it at the time. I was at least about 10 years older than one of the, than some of the oldest girls. Right. Mm-hmm. you know, or the youngest, no, I was over 10 years older than the youngest girl. So okay. it, 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 there was a lot of, you know, there were just like a lot of differences where I was just trying to connect on a whole different level. And then of course, when it came down to um, creating alliances, a lot of what, um, and even some, if you've, you know, some people that have seen the show uh, could say, well, you know, they created these alliances based on people that could win competitions. Mm -hmm. So right there, automatically I'm being judged on a physical appearance and what I can do just based on my physical appearance. So there were a lot of biases going into the house. And so it made it very, very hard to connect, um, especially, I mean, and I was one of the first four people targeted in the first three hours of the show banished, you know, um, banished came back. And then even with that had one of the men mock me for, you know, for having gone through that challenge and actually beat one of the more physically fit males in the house, you know, that because it was unheard of because Mm -hmm. ultimately they would look at me, see my body and say, Jessica cannot compete. And those were the stigmas that I was trying to, that I was, that, that, that mindset is what I was trying to break. You know, was I thinking that I was going to come in and be a complete comp beast? Absolutely not. But I wanted to show that I deserved to be there just as much as any, you know, able-bodied, um, you know, white alpha male, you know? And, and that's what I, I feel that a lot of people don't quite grasp yet, you know, is, is how hard it is to go into a house and not have anything, really anything in common with a majority of these people and still try to build a social game and, and be open. I mean, in my eyes, I felt like I was being very open to each and every individual, whereas they were kind of like, you know, looking to to kind of gear up and align with people that were more like them. Yeah, absolutely. And even watching it as a viewer, that was one of the most disappointing things to see was almost that 
bullshit alliance and I'm just gonna say it that's my opinion like it just <laughs> yeah a bunch of bs to me the way they actually judged and they formed these alliances and optically it didn't look great on their part to be honest and I don't know if they realized that at the time but you know as a viewer who's seeing absolutely everything it did not look good and I mean again I think it's bs that you were judged on you know the way you look or your background or whatever because we all know athleticism comes in all sorts of ways and i think you mm -hmm. yourself even during that first banishment where you came back and even beyond that as well just you know you got very far in the game and that means that you're extremely intelligent you're strategic you were able to build bonds even if it was difficult you still were able to do that and you did it well and i mean it, it's a massive massive achievement for you i think but then again kind of tying this almost back into the mission you had with modeling for example you were able to show people that are watching hey it's possible even if you don't come from that traditional quote unquote like big brother you know stereotype so i think it's really just great what you did but i can see how difficult it was as well and i know we were chatting before we hit record but there's a lot of things I think that, you know, as viewers, we don't understand about the individuals who go into the house and how difficult it is because, you know, as we were saying, you know, as a viewer, a lot of times when you aren't involved with reality TV, you do kind of view it as entertainment. This is mm -hmm. not scripted. We know it's not scripted, but at the same time, we're used to scripted television, especially growing up. I do think that it very much was all about scripted television, whether it was, you know, just the regular TV shows that were popular, to be honest. So seeing it go from scripted to reality TV that's really booming right now and still kind of carrying that mindset over as we do watch reality TV, we often forget that you aren't characters that were built by production. You actually are real people who are building relationships in real life and you actually are experiencing these challenges with one another. You're experiencing the fights in real life as well. And it must, of course, you know, affect you personally. And I know you Absolutely. were talking with me very, you know, candidly before we actually hit record about how difficult it was even leaving the house and experiencing real life afterwards. And that's a behind the scenes I don't think we've ever really seen before on TV. But I love that you shared it with me because it does give a different perspective, you know, that it is difficult to leave and it does affect your relationships, you know, with regular people that you're friends with outside of the house after you do leave. Absolutely. I think that um, just, I mean, and like we said, it, it's not even just on Big Brother. We're talking about shows like Survivor and you know, it's, it's a hard, it's, it's a hard reality to come back to because you are in uh, this, you're in seclusion, but you're playing a game, you know, for, for months at a time where you are constantly having to watch your back. And you know how they say it takes about what, like 23 days or so to form a habit mm -hmm. right around that time. And I think that we're kind of seeing it now is, um, you know, now that Big Brother season it has started and they're already like in their day 30 or whatnot, is like this has now become their normal. Like they were already starting to create these, these habits, the, the uh, idea of isolation, the no talk, you know, t uh, talking to absolutely nobody except the people around them, you know, constantly feeling that, that target on your back or, you know, always having to watch your back, never being able to fully trust somebody. Um, it, 
like once you get out of that mentality and you leave and you go back to the real world, those are habits that you now have to break again. And so it becomes difficult, not just for, you know, the individual who went through that process or the person who's on TV, but for their family members and for the people that watched them, you know, who watched them go through this, but is now trying to get them back to the reality of it. And, mm -hmm. and, and you kind of see some of that transpire, especially in a season like this one, where, you know, even people from my season um, were, had said that they were not ready to come back. You know, maybe yeah. they, mm -hmm. they should have just taken some time. I've, I've had house guests reach out to me and tell me that they still haven't watched their seasons from like four or five years ago because it, it's a traumatic experience, not just for minorities in general, but just for, for everybody. We all go through some type of trauma. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And, and kind of speaking about, you know, some of the house guests that were on your season now coming back to play in All Stars, which is currently airing. Do you feel like that was a good choice by production? And feel free to not even answer this question if you don't want to. But do you think the individuals should be on the show if they just played last season? Or do you think they should have waited a few years, maybe cast some other individuals instead? I think that everybody, I feel like that everybody's different. I think that we're all, you know, we're all adults and we all uh, know if we're ready or if we're not. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, sometimes the decision of saying like, I am ready and then realizing you're not ready is okay yeah. too. You know, yeah. I think that that's a whole individual process. And I think that ultimately, uh, you know, the people who were on the season that were in my, in my season in particular, I don't necessarily, I mean, I know that they felt that maybe they weren't ready for it. Some have said that they are not, but they're not the first, they're not the first house guests to have done a back-to-back -back season. That's you know, um, there's people like uh, Rachel Riley, who was um, on our pot, you know, on our um, YouTube channel that talked about going from a season 12 and having a not so great experience there to going on a season 13, kind of back-to-back, -back, losing her her now husband, who was back then was her boyfriend, but seeing him leave, go through a complete mental breakdown and then end up winning the season, you know? So like, those are just um, like, everybody kind of goes through that. But, and, and then you see someone like, like Paul on a season who went from a season 18 to a 19, who won second place on both, you know, who, who went second place on both of those seasons and never really had any trauma at all. He literally looked at it as a game. And, yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. And played it. Yeah. And I, I think even Janelle did back-to-back, -back, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Janelle as well. Yeah, she did yeah. a six and a seven. And her six was, I mean, she she was third place in both of them. And But what was interesting about hers is that there, there, here's this beautiful blonde bombshell of a woman uh, and getting targeted so early on and getting, like, so much – um, hate in her in the actual house and coming out to being, you know, America's favorite player and going 
back into that season again the next season and going through the same thing and then going again on a 14 and going through the same thing and then going this season and going through the same thing it's like the house should tell you that everybody is she's always going to be number one target in that house and yet she remains to be very composed and um and and still go and still and still go through it yeah you know exactly exactly I feel like she's so strong and she's honestly I think one of my favorite players like I said and it's been amazing to watch her play and I mean this season I really felt for her I mean I did not want her to go home so early I was like please 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 let her play like let her come back like someone get her back on the show please because I just want to see what she does and she says it how it is. She's so honest in the house. And I feel like there really isn't that voice in there right now, you know, like a Janelle. So I feel like it was a big loss to let her go. Um, and I, I wish Kesar was there too, to be honest as well. <laughs> oh, same. And I mean, and Kesar is, is, I mean, the same thing. He kind of did, he, he went through the same experience. And what I love about Kesar in particular is that he did have something to prove, not just um, game wise, but he, he went on because he knew there was a platform where he could speak, where he could be that, that moment of change, where he could tell his story, where he was, um, being, uh, that representation that's so very much needed, Mm -hmm. you know, in a game like this, because how many, I mean, he is the only Iraqi, you know, house guest that, that, we've ever had on the show um that story is important that representation is important it is it is and so I did not watch his original season but you know when he came on to all-stars so I guess some backstory my family loves reality tv so we watch everything from the bachelor to bachelor in paradise and survivor amazing race big brother you know all of it so love it and and the fun thing too is because we're from canada we get you know some shows two times so we get big brother us and big brother canada and amazing race of course you know we get our canadian version too so it's fun because we almost have double the tv Um, i love it no, it's awesome for sure. I definitely recommend moving to Canada just for the TV. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, um, but but back to Kesar. So I did not watch his original season, but he came on to All Stars. My parents are sitting there and I'm like, who is this guy? And of course, they remember every single person and their backstory. So they're telling me about him and how he came on to his season. And he really changed a perspective of what individuals, you know, almost in North America in general did feel about you know, people of Kesar's background. And I was touched by the story. I was like, that is incredible that he did that. You can even tell from the season, he is so calm, collected. He is just an overall incredible person. And I'm so glad Big Brother brought him on as someone to represent. I think he's done an incredible job of doing so, like you said. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He, um, I remember, I remember watching that season <clears throat> And the conversations and even the conversations that he has had in his time on this season has been, have been amazing. But even the ones that he had during his season, he's, he's definitely been able to change some perspective, you know, to, to change that perspective. And it's, it's very, like, it's very much needed. It is. It is. And even Julie quoting part of his conversation that they aired in the house, I think that was incredible. And 
just bring it up again. I, I just felt like it was such a good thing to do. And I love the fact that he was brought back. I love that Janelle was brought back. I love their friendship. I think it's the most beautiful thing. And I, I do wish again, they went farther in the game, but it is what it is. And I think they both came back and really did something good while they were there. And I love that. I do want to touch on the fact that, of course, you were on Big Brother, but it's a difficult process to actually get on Big Brother. It's not like it's an easy thing. You don't just apply and get on. There's a big audition process as well. And uh, can you talk us through how you actually got on, when you auditioned, how many times you auditioned, and really everything? Oh, absolutely. You know, the funny thing is, is that I'm going to get some slack for this, but um, (laughs) my process wasn't actually as drawn out as what a regular process would be. I was actually, um, I was actually recruited. So yeah, so I'm a recruit. Uh, meaning for those who who don't know what a recruit means is basically I was contacted, right? So, um, but the funny thing was, is that I was contacted on the day that I was actually creating a video to submit. So it wasn't like, yeah. So so it wasn't for me, for me, this was just like the universe coming, you know, coming in and saying, Jessica, what you're trying to do is is something that is gonna that is actually going to happen because this is kind of insane that you would be creating a video for Big Brother and then just call you and you know and discuss the potential of being on the show. Now, even when you are recruited, though, it doesn't mean that you're one hundred percent in, right? It's just kind of like the initial contact was made. Um, obviously, you know, I was I'm a I'm a model, so. I think one of the casting directors had had heard or had come across my name from someone that they knew who knew somebody who knew somebody. I don't even know how that works, but um, they had contacted me and um, they said, hey, like I'm a casting director for a show called Big Brother. And obviously I was just like, yeah, I know what Big Brother is. I know I've been watching for, for quite some time. And they're like, you know, we would like to talk to you about you, the potential of you um, wanting to uh, apply to be on the show. And so that's kind of the initial, that was the initial request. Um, From there, I had to still do quite a few interview process. Like I, I had to talk to quite a few people, went through various amounts, I think like semi semi-finals finals top 25 you don't know you honestly don't know that you're going to be on the show until they call until they literally come get you so I think that that's what people don't really realize is that like I was contacted at in like March and between March and the time they got me which was in June Um, from March to June, it was a lot. It was a big, big process. But ultimately, I kind of just knew in my heart that I was going to get it because I was just that much different from everybody that I thought that they were talking to. Interesting. Yeah, that's super interesting. I think sometimes we look at it and we say we're going to apply because we fit a specific, um, you know, a, a specific characteristic, a, a specific character, 
analysis of what we think, oh, I'm going to be a perfect Janelle type. I'm going to be a perfect Avon type, you know, um, but for me, it was more so I don't fit absolutely any of these people. And it was actually why I thought I was going to get on because I was so different because ultimately the only character type that I had was the Latina, um, you know, and having that kind of Latina um, flair, so to speak, you know, that little sassiness that I have, um, which could be kind of considered a characteristic, but knowing that there had never been like a plus size, like a positively plus size woman who was like so confident and ready to take on, you know, um, a a big responsibility. Like I, I was never, uh, even going in, was never scared to make a big move. I was never really like, there were certain things that, um, that I knew about my character in general, me, just who I am in general, that would fit the game so well. On top of me actually watching the show and understanding the game. Cause I had been watching since like season 10. Um, so it, it was something that I, I just, I don't know. It, it, it's just it. something that you yeah. feel. Yeah. yeah, for sure. No, that's so interesting that you recruited. Had you ever re- applied before or was that literally your first time ever even attempting to make a video? It, first time, had no idea like what I was kind of getting myself into. The first time I had made a video for anything. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. It, that's it was crazy. It, it was kind of insane. That is like so meant to be. I feel like, you know, the moment that you were making it slash they reached out to you, I feel like it was just, I mean, from that point forward, like it's fate. Like they wanted you on this show. They're like, you know what, Jessica, don't even put in the hard work today. We're just going to call you. You got it. Don't worry. <laughs> I, w- I wish it was, I wish it was like that. There were times where I was like, am I even going to get this? Are they yes, even yes. going to call me back? Cause there's just so much wait time there, you know, kind of when that awkward, that awkward silence happens, you know, mm-hmm. have you ever been in that like awkward silence where now your mind just goes a thousand miles a minute. And then you're just kind of like, is this going to be it? Is, did I, did I say the right thing? Did yes, they hate me? Yes. Did they find somebody else? Like it happens in any and every situation. Mm-hmm. And it has definitely during my process happened as well. Um, but I, I'm a true firm believer that what is for you is for you. And sometimes I was like, well, you know what, if it's not, if it's not this season and they decide that they're not ready for like a positively plus size woman on a show, maybe, maybe next season, maybe I'll, you know, I'll just keep trying until it's my season because I'm just so used to rejection you know especially with modeling and everything sometimes it isn't your season sometimes they're not ready for your look they're not ready for what you have to say and then all of a sudden you just you know it just booms and and the world is ready to hear what you have to say (laughs) it happens yeah and I'm so glad it happened for you because we're all graced with your amazing presence on the show thank you that I'm just happy they put you on but I know I was talking to you before again we hit record about the fact that I actually tried out for Big Brother last year so again I'm in Canada so for anyone listening who is in the U.S. there is of course two different Big Brothers so I auditioned in person in Vancouver because 
the main reason was I did sit down to try to make a video, but I was like, I don't know what to say. I don't know like how I'm going to come across. Do I look the same on video, this and that. It was mm-hmm. almost like I've never put together a video before. So I didn't know how to do it properly. And I truly felt I'm so good in person when it comes to like a job interview, for example. Mm-hmm. I just really think that I would do better in person. So I went to the audition and again, for anyone who's listening, who's never been to an audition of the sort, you basically line up in this massive line of people. They're all like, you know, super fans and they've been there since like 7am lined up to walk into this audition. I'm showing up maybe like an hour or so before the actual audition was supposed to start. And there's already like a million people there. And I'm like, okay, there's so many people. So I was standing in line and you know, this lady kept walking back and forth. Like she was obviously part of the audition process somehow, you know, just looking at her, wasn't sure there was no name tag or anything like that. She wasn't really saying much the first few times she was walking back and forth, but eventually like, you know, you start talking to people around you in line. And this one girl, she said, that's the producer of the show. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, why isn't anyone trying to impress her? And they're like, no, 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 just don't do anything. Just like act normal. So I was like, okay, whatever. So she eventually passes by me again and she she kind of, you know, she stops at me and I was like, oh my gosh, this is my moment. She's going to Sam cast without even talking to me. And I, I you know, just kind of let her say her thing. And she was like, oh my gosh, you're so adorable. Um, have you ever been here before? Like this and that. And I'm like, no, 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 my first time auditioning. And we're just kind of chatting and she's like, I love your sweater and whatever. Like we're, I thought we're having like this amazing kiki And I was like, this is it. I am cast. Like, there's no way she doesn't cast me after this. So anyways, I, you know, go through the audition process. I don't talk to her again at all throughout the entire thing. And, you know, needless to say, I didn't even get a second interview. I was not, you know, put past that first, you know, in-person kind of, you know, audition. So it was what it was. And I was very disappointed because I almost felt like my hopes were up after she did talk to me so extensively in line. And she wasn't talking to many people. So I felt good about it, but it, it happened how it happened. And, you know, I think it was just meant to be in that, in that almost situation. I hope one day I get on Big Brother because I'm such a fan of the show. And I mean, I do think beyond being a fan of the show, I feel like I am so competitive and I just want to get in there and win. And again, kind of like what you've done, Jessica, like I want to represent, you know, my culture as well and my perspective on, you know, my culture. So I I hope one day it happens, but needless to say, it didn't happen last season. (laughs) You know, and, and that, and that's a great story. I think that it it should definitely fuel your fire to just, you know, keep trying. And especially now, because I know that, you know, um, BB Canada is going through so many changes. And now that um, Arissa is now one of the EPs of the show and is really gunning for a 50%, you know, POC, like, yeah. um, quota, like there's going to be more diversity now than ever in Canada, which I, I am so extremely excited about. And I think is so very much needed. Um, you know, <sighs> Like Arissa, first of all, is a goddess. Like I, mm-hmm. I love everything that she stands for, and um, and the fact that now more than ever, like minorities and and people of color can and should 
uh, definitely apply and try doing, you know, and, and go for it. I know so many people that have tried out two, three, four times. I know someone like Tommy who was actually supposed to be like, he had done finals for like over for big brother over the top. Like it was not his first, you know, it was not his first time auditioning someone like Nicole Anthony. It was like her second time auditioning um, when she got cast on 21 on my season. Like she had done one prior to like another video the year prior. So sometimes it might be, you know, second or third times the charm. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that the goal, the goal really is to, to not treat it like an interview, but, um, cause I think that's, that's what Nicole had said at, in one of her, well, she kept on telling us like her very first audition of video was very much more like how it would be if it was an interview. And then the second one was just stories, you know? Um, I think even though it, I mean, even though it's our lives, it, it still needs to be good television, right? Yes, and yeah. the ability to have stories and the, and the ability that of, of being to explain how you got to where you got to and why it's so important to you is is what catches people's eye aside from the initial first impression it's like the first impression is like oh they're cute they're they're very good looking they would look great on camera and then the second one would be like what do they have to say what's the contributing factor what is their story why do they want to be on it and sometimes it's not just about like being the representative of a specific type of person even though that that is it's about um you know for me it was like I'm a I'm an omega like to me I'm I'm known I don't consider myself an alpha female I consider myself an omega female so like I'm kind of a little bit of both but I but my spiel was like that I cannot stand alpha men like I don't like being mansplained I don't like that like those you know, those type of characters I do not work well with. And I think that because I said that, they knew that someone like me was not going to do well with someone like a Jack or a Mickey from my season. Because we, and, and, and unfortunately, because it's TV, they need to have those opposite reactions. So like without me, there could be no Jack, you know, without me, there could not be a, you know, like they cast, I, I've realized that they cast like a puzzle. It's like a puzzle piece, you know, like for someone like you, they need someone who's completely opposite of you. That's either going to clash or someone close to you that is going to be your ally, you know? Um, and, and it's, it's just like the casting process in it's in, in itself is just like so amazing to me, um, how, how they put those pieces together. Yeah, for sure. Would you ever see yourself going into production or casting or anything of that sort? Absolutely. I could see myself doing absolutely anything. That's my problem. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Is that well, my, yeah. my mind works in so many different ways. You know, like yeah. I'm not that one person that's like straight, I need to be this and that's it. It's like I get so turned around when I see a new project and I'm like, oh, that sounds like it could be fun. Yes. Let me try this, you know? <laughs> But I can tell you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I do see you. So before we even chatted, before we even got on the phone today, I mean, just watching your YouTube that you have right now, your your channel and the show that you're doing, 
I was watching it and I thought, hey, like, I think that Jessica would be an amazing producer. I just think you're so well-spoken and you obviously have a great awareness of other people as well. Um, Thank or you. Podcast host. And I really do love that because I do feel like I'm kind of the same way where I do see like all these shiny things around me and I want to do absolutely everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's so, it's interesting to me and I love people like that because I just identify with it. Um, and for myself, like that other thing is this podcast and I also write as well. So I'm doing a bit of like freelance writing, you know, apart from my day job. So I love it when people are able to handle and juggle multiple things and have all these amazing career ideas too. So I hope one day you do go into production or something like that. I think you're just going to kill it if you do just the same thing you're doing now. Um, yeah, for sure. I do also want to talk about your YouTube show, Girl, Let's Talk. I think it's the absolute best thing, you know, really. I, I love listening to it. I love that it's coming out like weekly. I love who else you're doing it with, but I'll let you explain the show and I'll let you explain your co-hosts as well. Oh, absolutely. Thanks. I mean, um, this was, this is just like a little you know, project that obviously it's like a passion project that just came about. Um, it's the, the show is called a uh, girl. Let's agree to disagree. Right. So, and we usually name the episodes like girl, let's talk about like weekly, the re weekly recap. So it's once a week, every Wednesday, 20 minutes after the Wednesday big brother show. And we talk about the whole week and my co-hosts, uh, Kemi, Kemi Fakunle from my season, season 21. And then Hannah Blackwell, who's actually, um, an influencer. She was also on a show, like on a mini show called uh, Sequester, uh, which is, it, it's kind of like a big, well, I would say, like I would call it big brother on steroids. <laughs> uh, and she also happens to be um, Ovi, uh, Ovi Kabir's uh, girlfriend who was also on my season. Uh, all three of us are on this show and we talk about just uh, weekly recaps of Big Brother in general. In the next couple weeks, it will start with uh, the Bachelorette recaps because all three of Ooh. us do watch the Bachelorette. Mm -hmm. So, um, and we'll be recapping that as well. But it's, it's um, just, I, we realized that all of us, it's so important at this point in time to really talk about differences in opinions and be able to disagree in a healthy, in a healthy manner. You know, there's, there's not really many times I can agree with uh, Kemi. She's a really dear friend of mine. Um, and obviously on the show, we weren't necessarily aligned or disaligned. Yeah. We were kind of targeted or both of us were targeted pretty early on in the season. Um, however, we have such uh, different uh, opinions on, you know, on the show in life, it, but we always somehow agree to disagree, you know, so even when we do disagree on things, we just politely, <laughs> we just politely disagree and say, okay, we'll agree to disagree, but it's important to have those disagreements, you know, mm -hmm. um, we're not, I'm not into cancel culture at whatsoever. I feel like that actually uh, prohibits um, 
healthy discussions about race relations and things that are going on in society without listening to both sides of the story. Um, I, and and I'm, I'm a big believer that even though I might not agree with the things that people say that I can still that I can still listen to them. It's not really the disagreements and discussions aren't necessarily to uh, to change a person's uh, uh, I don't know. It's it's not to change a person's uh, thought process in terms of like what they believe, but to give them another uh, another side, another thing to consider. You know, no, um, sure. and that's that's the whole idea plus the i you know the the idea of having a show that talks and discusses big brother on a game level from three women from various walks of life we're all different in age race um you know and our experience with the game in general you know i think it it just is such a great dynamic all three of us and we're good friends and um, regardless if we agree or we disagree, at the end of the day, we respect each other. So I think that's that's the main focus of the show. Yeah, I love the show. And I'm just going to plug it a little bit more because I just think it's so amazing. If anyone Thank out you. there watches Big Brother, this is the show for you. You just, you know, it's on YouTube, but even though you can just put it on and listen to the audio, of course, if you wanted to as well. Um, but one of the reasons I do love it is everything you're saying is that you guys are bringing different perspectives. You're being very honest. You also have amazing guests come on. And typically the guests are people that we've heard of before from the Big Brother universe too. So it's always good to get a little flavor of other people as well coming in. The great thing too is that we're getting a lot of the behind the scenes stories that you never would have heard of if you weren't like maybe a big super super big big brother fan who's reading like all the reddit threads and every single interview done with everyone but some of these stories as well aren't even out there i feel i think they're just really behind the scenes personal experiences that a lot of you are bringing to the table now during these conversations on the channel so it's awesome to hear it especially if you are a big brother fan you're getting perspectives that are a bit different even the fact that um on the last episode you guys were all chatting about how people maybe talked before to build alliances, even before the season started. So mm -hmm. something I did not even think about, you know, going in, of course, I realized people were friends and they probably chatted, whether it be, you know, physically in person, hanging out, or even just, you know, friends over Instagram or Twitter or whatever. But I didn't know if they really talked game, but I think from the conversation that y'all had, it was very much, yes, we do expect that people did talk game. And I think someone even said, I can't remember if it was you or someone else, it would have been irresponsible not to have those conversations about gameplay beforehand if you knew you were going to be on the show. So, Absolutely. It's, yeah. it's one of those things that I think for even the casual viewers, so our, our show is definitely not, it's, it's not in the same format as some other shows. Mainly because sometimes, I mean, like, we only do it once a week, so we can't do, you know, a, a daily recap, like something like Rob has a podcast, where if you want to just know what happened on a day of feeds, then you just go on their show, and then you listen on a play-by-play. -play. Ours is not a play-by-play. -play. It's definitely for a viewer who is 
either watching the live feeds or is a casual who's okay with spoilers, maybe is a little bit more advanced in, in that area where they kind of want to know a little bit more of the background of these characters. We try to get people on the show who, who know somebody you know, on the season to talk a little bit more about their gameplay, whether they played with them prior or they just know them on a personal level so that we can kind of, you know, get that history of, of these players, because I think it's very important. You can only know so much on feeds and from watching the show as a casual, what you don't get are those little bits and pieces that are prohibiting them from aligning with someone or not aligning with someone or, you know, things that you would never, that you would never know otherwise. And some, sometimes we spill the tea without even knowing, like, we're just like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's it's yeah. a great, I think it's a great conversation. It's a great conversation starter for all of our episodes so far. And I mean, we even, um, you know, we've even had some well, one, uh, BB Canada uh, house guest, Aika Wong, who was on our show in one of our episodes. And um, yeah, people, I, I think it's, I mean, I'm very happy with, with the conversations that, that we're having. Some of them aren't easy, but again, we respectfully agree to disagree and, and then we call it a day. So <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's a great show. I can't, um, you know, I'll be a dedicated watcher and listener forever, I promise you. Oh, so thank you. Um, and I'm, of course, recommending it to everyone that I know that watches the show. So everyone listening, go and watch it. It's great. You can, I'm going to link it in the show notes, by the way. So y'all can go there and click on it and find it. Um, it's great. And I loved when Aika came on, by the way. That was a good one for sure. She's such a personality. It's, it's awesome is. to hear her. Yeah. She is. Like, that woman is, like, forever queen um, of just speaking her mind, being unapologetically herself. I love every aspect of it. Very uh, strong female presence. And, I, like, I live, I live for, for women like that. Same, same. Okay, very last Big Brother question. Um, so this season, of course, is All-Stars, but who are the three people? So what are your predictions for the final three this season? Oh, wow. This, Sorry for that's... asking such an intense question, but <laughs> I have to ask. <laughs> you know what? The, the, the crazy thing is, is that this season has just been completely all over the place. Like those, the, the three that I thought would have done very well seem to be in rocky in rocky positions and like obviously it's almost expect the unexpected you <laughs> yeah uh mm -hmm. it, it's like you never know what's gonna happen i think right now we're at a point where my all of my top picks are either in a position where they're about to leave the house or just put themselves in very bad or, or have already left the house. Janelle was one of my, my top picks. Uh, Danny, Danny was uh, a close second. And uh, I feel like the more that she plays, the more confused I get. <laughs> and unfortunately, you know, it's, it's, it, you kind of, I don't know. It's like, it's, you watch people play and it's, it's definitely not the same game that she's played before. And Oh gosh, that's, that's a really good question. And then you have someone like Tyler where I was like, wow, I think he's going to get far. And he's yeah. at, at this point in time, he's, he's already like 
raising his hand to be evicted. And it's, it's like the weirdest, it's, it's definitely weird times for weird times for sure. Um, I ultimately think though, people who have put themselves in really good positions right now is Enzo. So I'm going to go like, I think that Enzo has been consistently like in he like he's the type of guy who he's not going to get himself involved in a lot of the drama he's just going to kind of you know um get himself out of you know out of that uh but he he's kind of cushioned on all sides Mm -hmm. you know he's he's aligned with pretty much the whole house that I don't see anybody winning HOH and like thinking that Enzo is going to be, you know, that they're going to put Enzo up. Yes. Um, yeah. So I think he has a very, very good shot at, at winning, at winning the game. Um, as much as I wouldn't want it to happen, I feel like Memphis kind of has himself in a very good position. Um, don't really care for him much, <laughs> but you know, I have to, to give him like where credits do, like no, he's kind of just sitting back and watching all of this drama unfold. Um, and before this, I thought Christmas was in a very good position. Um, I thought she really had, she was in a very, very good place, but then she won HOH and um, put herself in a really bad position to where I feel like she could be targeted very, uh, very early. I would have loved, I really am still rooting for um, a Bay Day, you know, like I, I love them. Um, I don't know how possible it is. I feel like they're still going to be targeted regardless of whether or not they, um, they escape the block this week. Um, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. So, so it's, I, I have to honestly look, look back and I, and, and look at it from a very, um, I don't know. I just kind of have to look back at everything that's happening because with obvious like race relations, all of this is just kind of foreshadowing the, the show, um, I don't want it to be I, like, I, I don't want to make decisions based on, uh, you know, personal feelings. It like, it is a game first and foremost, but you know, these personal decisions and, and when race is involved, it, it would be irresponsible to not look at that as, you know, as a personal attack or, you know, as not being game related so yeah. we're just going to really have to see how, you know, how all of that, how all of that plays out. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I have Enzo as my top pick. I think he's just hilarious. I mean, I think he's playing a good game, but he's also extremely entertaining. He has the best one-liners. I, I just find him so funny. And I think he's really, like you said, in a good spot in terms of not getting too involved with drama, but he still has you know, a ear where he's able to to hear what's going on. He's not aloof to it. He's not not included in conversations. So I think he will go very far. Top three for sure. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. He's so hilarious. I mean, I, I just find him just way too funny. Even the comment he made, I think it was, um, was it yesterday's episode or the episode before where he was like, 
I used to live in a basement. Did you catch that yeah. one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I he's was like, very classic. Good at making, yeah. He's very good at making those, those funny, you know, those funny remarks and kind of taking it tongue in cheek and, and not taking things, you know, and not taking things personally. Yeah. Um, for he's sure. definitely the comic. He's definitely the comic relief of the season. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely agree. I, you know, with your other predictions too, I, I kind of agree with Memphis maybe getting far. I'm like you, I, that's not my preferable thing to happen, but I, I do maybe see it. Um, I hope Ian sticks around for a very long time. I do think he's awesome. I think that he's so smart. I'm not sure about his tactic of acting dumb because I think everyone knows he's smart, but yeah. we'll, we'll let that play out. We'll let it, we'll let it go. Um, but yeah, I, I do like your predictions. I I'm with you on that one. And, you know, before we do stop the recordings, I know we've been talking for so long now. It's been so <laughs> wonderful to chat with you. First of all, a big, 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 big thank you for coming on the show. It's been amazing talking to you, hearing all about your career, how you started coming out of college, doing marketing and your journey there, getting into modeling. And then of course, thank you for speaking, you know, so honestly about your big brother experience, that's amazing as well. So, you know, if anyone is looking for you on social media, where can they find you? And also where can they find your YouTube show as well? Oh, thank you. And thank you again for having me. I can't believe we've been on the phone for that long. It's, you know, (laughs) I guess when we're talking about stuff that we're very passionate about, it goes by very fast. Um, you can, or anybody who would be interested to follow me, um, my at, well, they can follow me on all, um, all social media aspects is the same at J Milagros plus that is my Twitter and my Instagram. Uh, and as far as the YouTube channel, it's called girl, let's agree to disagree. Um, you can type that out. We have an Instagram and a Twitter as well. It's girl underscore uh, L-A-T-D. And yeah, and you can find us uh, there and on YouTube because that's where we do our YouTube lives every Wednesday. Perfect. And of course, everything will be in the show notes. So everyone just go look there. You'll find all the information there as well. And I do believe uh, in your bio on Instagram, it links to the actual YouTube channel into the latest episodes. So everyone, if you have Jessica on Instagram, just go there, look in her bio. It's there for you to click. Um, Absolutely. uh, Thank you so much. It's been just absolutely incredible talking to you. No, thank you for having me. Seriously, it's been a pleasure. All right, gals, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode with Jessica. I hope you loved part one and part two. Next week, we do have a return guest. I'm not going to drop too many hints, but she works in the fashion industry and she actually brought in her boss as well. So we're going to get more details um, about that on Instagram. So make sure to follow and I'll drop some hints about who it is and uh, make sure to listen to next week's episode as well. If you love the episode, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe and follow us on Instagram at Working Gals Guide. All right. Thanks, gals, and see you next week.